You're listening to the Toastwood Podcast, and here is your host, the reigning, not-so-defending YouTube Universe Heavyweight Champion, the man with just too many personalities, it's Xander Carver. Hey everybody, my name is Xander Carver, aka LS11, and welcome back to the Two Swood Podcast. We're here, it is September 14th, 2018, it's another great day, and just welcome to this week's edition. And I want to start off this week by thanking everyone who listened last week, and thank you even more for tuning back in this week, and if you're new to the show, welcome and thanks for tuning in. This week's going to be a little different, uh, now that we have a time zone we're kind of aiming for in the podcast, we've had a few big changes, we've had a major change to one of our sections of the show, but we'll get to that up next. But before we really get into the show, I just want to remind everyone that hashtag short hair Xander challenge is still active. For those of you who don't know what that is, last week I sent out a challenge on Instagram and Twitter saying that if I reach 1,000 YouTube subscribers or become a Twitch affiliate before the end of the year, I will cut my hair. And for those of you that don't know why it's such a big deal, once again, check my Instagram page, link in the description. And uh, it's looking more and more like we're going to be the Twitch affiliate before the end of the year. We're getting there. More on that later in the show. So enough about me, let's get on to the show. This Week in Gaming. Originally this was going to be the part of the show where I would talk about what I've done on the internet this week, but I realized with that and the fall of YWF, the show was a little bit too much about myself. So now this is going to be weekly gaming news, mainly Nintendo due to that being what I really follow primarily, and I do want to start off this segment in a serious way by saying that I want to send my thoughts and prayers those affected by the earthquakes in Japan last week. I recorded the last week's episode before the news broke, so I wanted to make sure that that was covered this week. Once again, thoughts and prayers are with those that were affected by the disaster. In other news, Marvel Spider-Man was released on the PlayStation 4 this week. I haven't had the chance to pick it up myself. Haven't really played. Haven't seen too much on it yet either. I watched a stream by my friend Waluigi Time on Twitch today on it though. You can see me host his channel occasionally. Um, but it does look like a good game from what I've seen, and I've watched Jacksepticeye play, and a few others as well, as I said. It definitely looks like a game I'll have to pick up one day. Uh, Jacksepticeye, of course, being the primary channel to watch that on for myself. And in Nintendo news, the Nintendo Direct that was postponed has been rescheduled. It happened earlier in the day on September 13th. And as I said earlier, my heart is with those that were affected last week by the earthquake that caused the Direct to be rescheduled. And despite the earthquake that did not stop Mr. Sakurai from and the rest of the Smash Ultimate team from releasing this week's videos, as Bowser was covered on Sunday this week, he looks unchanged from the Wii U and 3DS, with the exception of his final Smash, of course, which features him become Giga Bowser, go to the back of the screen like in Yoshi's Island, and punch his opponents out of existence. Toon Link was also covered this week as well. He and Young Link could can be considered Echo Fighters for one another, if you ask me, as they share identical movesets and size. Either way, he appears to be unchanged this go-around, which I'm sure is good news for those of you who are upset about Link's new moves. Isabel from Animal Crossing is joining Smash, but unlike rumors said, she is not a villager Echo Fighter. She is a unique character, which was very exciting to see in the Nintendo Direct. As well, Final Fantasy is coming to the Nintendo Switch. 2K Games has been revealing the overalls and new screenshots for WWE 2K19 this week, which pleased some while disappointing others. 
WWE superstar Lana was outraged at the fact that her model in the game did not much did not look much like her, which she had the right to be. Let's hope 2K has time to fix that up, especially considering the fact that they seem to have not included Tommaso Ciampa, the NXT champion, as a heel move. He will most likely be DLC, according to rumors. So, what I'm thinking is, they better get, a, get it together, or people will not be happy, myself included. It's also been rumored this week that we will be getting the PlayStation 5's release date as soon as early 2019. Nintendo Switch Online premieres the 18th of this month. That is going to be four days from today. Classic NES games will be available. It is only $20 for a full year subscription. New NES Joy-Con controllers will be available for the Switch as well, coming in around $50 or $60, depending on what time, what um, currency your country uses. As well as that, Yoshi is getting a new game on the Switch as well. The name has slipped my mind. I did not put it in the notes, and I really should have. Plus, other gaming information was revealed in this week's Direct, including some new information on Super Mario Party. Uh, Mario Tennis Aces 2.0 is getting its update. New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, which will be including playable characters Nabbit, I believe his name is, and Toadette, which is very, very interesting. Of course, we were hoping to see Wario and Waluigi added, but of course, they're going to give the injustice to Waluigi once again. We also saw that plenty of, plenty of games will be getting online features in Nintendo Switch Online. And we also saw that the Luigi's Mansion remake on 3DS will be released on October 12th. Many of you know Luigi's Mansion is my favorite game of all time, so that is huge, huge news. And in other big news, and what I would say was the biggest announcement of the Nintendo Direct last night, Animal Crossing is coming to the Nintendo Switch in 2019, as well as Luigi's Mansion 3. Of course, it is considered a working title, but I would be perfectly fine personally, if Luigi's Mansion 3 was the name. So, I'm very happy about that. This is huge. I love both of these series, and I cannot wait to play these games next year. And, of course, we saw new information on Pokemon Let's Go as well, Before, just in case anyone wanted to know about that. Alright, moving on. We are on local new YouTube... <clears throat> Let me retry that. Coming up next, it is local YouTube news. Sorry about that. Alright, this week in YouTube, here's what we've got. Last week I mentioned that the team of WrestleTalk will be performing their SummerSlam dance routine punishment last weekend, and they delivered. They've only released a few small video clips here and there from what we've seen so far. At the time of recording this, of course, the full video has not been released. But what we've seen, they rode in on segways. Ollie Davis reprised his role as Wonder Arlo. Ollie, even getting wrestling legend Jushin Thunder Liger to dance along with them at his booth. That was huge. In other news, another week, another Mario Party board for the Runaway Guys, and this week it was Pyramid Park. Safe to say that none of the guys particularly enjoyed this board, as Tim, John, and Emil were all very, very vocal about how much this board was disliked. But in this board, it was Tim walking out with the victory. Very, very close match between himself and John. One turn decided the whole game in the end. Tim walking out with the victory was huge because now it has tied up all three runaway guys with one victory apiece in Mario Party 7. Very, very big there. Who's going to take it this go-around? 
As well as that, stated earlier in the show, Jacksepticeye has begun his playthrough of Marvel's Spider-Man on the PS4, and in a very semi-joking way, he's called out Tom Holland to come play Spider-Man games with him, much in the same way that he was able to get dead Ryan Reynolds to come play Deadpool with him. Other news, Josh Jefferson and Attacking Toucans of the Versus channel have begun their 3D Mario Versus charity streams this week. They're playing along... Um, doing verses of the 3D Mario games, Sunshine, 3D World, uh, Odyssey, Galaxy, Galaxy 2, I believe. I don't have the full list in front of me, but I'm just naming off the 3D Mario games that I could think of that they would probably be doing. And they're donating proceeds from their live streams to charity, which is very, very humble and just very great of them, honestly. And last and certainly not least in other YouTubers' news, Brental Floss has released another video game parody this week. This time for Marvel's Spider-Man PS4. Very popular game this week. And in one last little bit of YouTube news about myself, I posted the stream highlights from the September 11th Mario Kart 8 online live stream called Bowser Time. We'll be going live again tomorrow on Saturday, September 15th. I'll get more on that at the end of the stream. As well as a few more episodes of Metroid Prime, Metroid Other M, excuse me, and another episode of YWF coming out this week. But moving on, up next... It's the LS11 Game of the Week. LS11's Game of the Week. One of my favorite parts of the show where I tell you what I've been playing, give you a bit of a review on it, and tell you everything that I can. This week I've been playing Super Smash Bros. Melee. Um, excuse me, I mean... Super Smash Bros. Melee! That's more like it the fan favorite of the Smash series, and considered the most competitive of the Smash games. This game really doesn't need much introduction, as I'm sure many of you have played it. But for the few of you that haven't, this is a party fighting game starring Nintendo's All-Stars, 25 in total. I'm a fast talker, so pay attention. Mario, Luigi, Peach, Bowser, Dr. Mario, Yoshi, Donkey Kong, Captain Falcon, Ness, Link, Zelda, Sheik, Young Link, Ganondorf, Samus, Fox, Falco, Ice Climbers, Roy, Marth, Pikachu, Pichu, Jigglypuff, Mewtwo, and Mr. Game & Watch. Did you get all that? Anyways, with a roster half the size of Smash 4, Melee has held up to this day very well, thanks to its competitive competitiveness and overall replayability. Melee is the last game in the franchise to feature character-exclusive break-the-target stages, which is a fe feature many fans have been begging for in Smash Ultimate, myself included. It also included a unique adventure mode and an event mode that is considered the best in the series by many, myself included. Personally, in Melee, I main Captain Falcon. As many of you know, he's my favorite video game character of all time. A close second, only to Luigi. He's also my second favorite anime character. F-Zero had an anime, it counts. Anyways, Melee is, Melee is really where the trend of clone characters started. Oh, wait, excuse me. Echo Fighters, as they're called nowadays. And that started with Ganondorf, Roy, Falco, Pichu, Young Link, and Dr. Mario. Of course, all of them have returned to Smash Bros, and they have all been made unique from their counterparts, except Pichu. But overall, Melee focuses on fun with a mix of competition. Do I recommend it? Of course I do. Melee is very unique, it's very ambitious, and it's not my favorite Smash Bros. game to date, but I love the entire Smash Bros. series, and I am beyond ecstatic that all of the Melee veterans will be in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I can definitely say that in all the times I've played Melee, there is not a single character I do not enjoy playing as. So, there you have it. That's this week's LS11 Game of the Week.
Up next on the show, we're back once again for the Fall of YWF story. Of course, the Fall of YWF is where I talk about stories from superstars, rivalries, or just overall the franchise that you you listeners get to vote on for Twitter, on Twitter. Of course, you can vote for next week's topic on Twitter at Xander underscore LS11. And this week's winner by a mere one vote was the Broken Dynasty and their story. Last week, I said the Broken Dynasty would have disbanded at Xandermania 2018. So, I'll tell you that story. Of the beginning to the end. Broken Xander specifically, from the start date to Xandermania 2018. The Broken Dynasty was the only trio faction in YWF, consisting of Broken Xander, Slenderman, and Xander number 3. There would also be a fourth honorary member, Hollywood Xandermania, from time to time. Mainly just in the case of needing a fourth guy for an eight-man tag match. It was mainly... The Dynasty was formed on Fight on the Fourth, when the Doctor beat Slender, and Broken Xander came out to recruit Slender to form the Broken Dynasty. But originally they were going to form in the first episode of YWF, by Jumping May and Slender taking the hardcore title from then-technically champion Cardboard Christian. That's another little tidbit for another day, which of course had been actually vacated by Christian, who was no longer going to be part of the show. I'll delve into his story one day as well. Anyways... They formed, they would wreak havoc on YWF, ambushing everyone. And I mean everyone. Broken Xander in the first month would attack and injure the Doctor, who at the time would be the undefeated Intercontinental Champion, while Xander number 3 and Slender would constantly be attacking Xander number 5 before he and Xander number 3 would have their Mexican Championship match at YWF Revolution. At Revolution, Xander number 3 would be competing against Xander number 5 with my friend and former co-worker Matt as the referee. Matt wears glasses, and in this match, his glasses would be knocked off, causing his vi- his vision to obscure, which I cannot confirm or deny if that's accurate. I do not wear glasses. And in that time, Slender would slip in the ring in place of Xander number 3, catch Xander number 5 with a roll-up, and thus Slender would officially be the Mexican champion. Early on, driving a wedge between Xander number 5, Xander number 3, and Slender Man. And from there... Excuse me, I lost my place. After that, Matt would become an interim competitor, joining me as I help him capture the hardcore title from Slender before he turns on me. At that point, we're on the road to Subscriber in the Bank, where Broken Xander and Xander number 3 are in the ladder match, and Slender is fighting Xander number 5 for the Mexican Championship. In the ladder match, it would look like Xander number 3 had the matchup won, it appeared he had the briefcase won, when Broken Xander would order him to get off the ladder and takes the case for himself. Going from there, Xander... Number three and Slenderman would be on a team to feud with myself and Ray, which we covered last week. While Broken Xander would move on to get his rematch with the Doctor for the Intercontinental Championship. This would build for the month to Red Alert, where the Dynasty as a whole would lose. Slender would go on to drop the Mexican title in a squash match against Ray's friend Ethan, who also has a very interesting story to be told one day. And Xander number three would be showing slight, very very slight, like very much emphasis on how slight it was, signs of a face turn. They would continue to lose for a while. Of course, they would pick up jobber wins on weekly shows against the likes of Xander Four and characters like that, but in August, they would lose to Alan, September to Ray, so on and so forth. But in October, Slender and I would have our match at the pay-per-view, where Slender would lose because of Xander Number 3 attempting to help. And in that, the last straw had snapped. Broken Xander screams at Xander number 3, who turns around and punches his then-leader in the face, but suffers a 2-on-1 beatdown, being officially kicked from the Dynasty, which would then lead to the next month. 
YWF Survivor. Over the next few weeks, Zen number three would be approached by myself. I'd be asking him every week to join us for the Survivor Series match. He'd decline every time, until the last week when he would make a run-in save at the beginning of the show, and the show ends with me and Zen number three shaking hands. The longest-running rivalry in YWF and too many Xanders would be put to arrest. I'd hand him a present, which he would debut on Sunday. That Sunday it would be the Doctor versus Eddie, for who at that point would be the Universe Champion, when Broken Xander would cash in during the match and capture the Universe title. And then that would lead to the 5-on-5 five five main event. Team Broken, Broken Xander, Slenderman, Ray, Ethan, and the Psycho Killer, Matt Miller. And they'd be taking on Team Xander, Xander, Allen, El Guerrero Azul, a smaller luchador whose identity, if it wasn't obvious, will be revealed another time. Xander number 5, and a repackaged Xander number 3. Xander number 3 would come out in a red Spider-Man mask, a new shirt, bright colors, a flashy entrance, and brand new music. The only thing old would be his black hat, which he could never get rid of, because he's worn it since the day he was introduced. The match would go on for a while, Ray knocking out Xander number 5 right in the first few seconds, mainly for convenience sake of filming, given that I can't be in the same place at the same time. Azul being outpowered due to his small size, Alan being outnumbered, Xander number 3 being beaten down, but almost taking out Broken Xander if it was not for a cheap shot. And finally me being clean swept with five finishers back to back to back to back to back. And that would be it. The Dynasty clean sweeps Team Xander. But the feuds don't end there. After Survivor, it would be our December pay-per-view, where Broken Xander would be defending the Universe title in a ladder match against Eddie, which would be fitting. Which would be very fitting, but more on that later and Ethan defending the Mexican title in a triple threat against Slender and then face Xander number 3. Slender stealing the win, taking back the Mexican title with a pin on Xander number 3 off of Ethan's finisher. Xander number 3 would then be a tradition transitioned away from the Dynasty as he would feud with someone else leading into the Rumble, but this is about the Dynasty, so we're going to cover who they would be feuding with. They would technically have all the power at this point, Slender with the Mexican title, and Broken Xander with the Universe title. The only title they wouldn't have would be the Hardcore and the Intercontinental. But, at that point, the Intercontinental would be held by Ray, and the Hardcore, God only knows who it's held by at this point. And from there, Broken Xander would soon have to defend the title against Ethan, who at this point is still unpinned, and Slender is focusing on the Royal Rumble and winning it for the Dynasty. That way they can both have the night off at Xander Mania. The Rumble would come, Ethan would beat Broken Xander for the world title thanks to Ray keeping Slender out, and Allen would go on to win the Royal Rumble, but one important spot in the Rumble would be the finish, which sees Slender and Xander number 3 trying to eliminate each other, much like Royal Rumble 2015, where Big Show and Kane each had each other by the throat, and Roman Reigns dumped Big Show and Kane over the top. I would do that to Xander number 3 and Slender, and Allen would drop me and eliminate me. From there, we're on the road to Xander Mania, but we have one last pay-per-view on the way, and for the Dynasty, at that one, Slender is defending the Mexican title against me, and Broken Xander is facing Ray for the Intercontinental Championship in a match where if Ray wins, the Dynasty disbands. If Broken Xander wins, Ray is forced to join the Dynasty. We covered that last week, but it's still an important detail. And at that point, through sheer numbers game, both members of the Dynasty win. Broken Xander beats Ray, captures the Intercontinental Championship, and Ray is officially part of the Broken Dynasty. Whereas, Slender, once again through numbers game, beats me. And that leads to Xander number 3 making a run-in 
lurking somewhere from the darkness. He cheap shot Slender from behind, making his intentions very clear. And from there, we're on the road to Xandermania. From there, Xandermania 3 and Slender have their sights set on each other. And the ultimate deletion is set for Xandermania, myself and Broken Xander. In a brutal back-and-forth match, Xandermania 3 would manage to flip out of a tombstone pile driver, hit one of his own. Xandermania 5 would run in to even up the disadvantage, paying homage to the Xandermania 2017 match between himself and Xandermania 3. The finish of that, of course, saw Sid run down and even up the odds for Xandermania 5, allowing him to win the Mexican title. Xandermania 5 this year, evening up the odds for the man he beat the previous year. And then eventually, Xander 3 hits the choke slam. He locks in the accolade, and in the center of the ring, Slenderman taps out, and Xander 3 has captured the Mexican championship to go on a babyface run with the title. And of course, in the ultimate deletion, the dynasty is forced to disband. And Broken Xander, Slender, and Xander 3 would all go focus on their own stories. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the story of the Broken Dynasty. And now it's time for questions and answers. Well, I didn't get any questions this week, but remember, you can still email them to tmz.xander at gmail.com or use hashtag AskLS11 on Twitter or Instagram. So, for this week, I'm just going to talk about some collector's items I picked up this week. And this week, I went to... A few towns over here in my home state of Georgia, I went to Kennesaw and Cartersville. Many people probably know what I'm talking about. I'm not sure. They're near Atlanta, for those of you who aren't from Georgia. I picked up two, I picked up three Target exclusive things this weekend. I picked up the Target exclusive Bobby Roode NXT Elite with the updated NXT Championship. I picked up the Target exclusive Asuka Pop, where she is wearing her mask. And wait for it, ladies and gentlemen, I picked up a Pikachu Pop vinyl. As well as that, I ordered Terminator 3 The Redemption for the GameCube from Goodwill on eBay. And I won't go too, in, too into detail here, but I did order a costume that will be featured in my 1,000 subscriber special video. Honestly, not looking forward to it. I'll leave it at that. It's not going to be a very peachy video. So, looks like we're... It's kind of a shorter episode of the podcast this week. We're around 22 minutes or so, but that's all the time we have for this week. So, of course, to make sure you keep up with me and what I do, find me on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash ls11gaming. All is one word. Follow me on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram at xander underscore ls11. The challenge still stands, of course. 1,000 subscribers or Twitch affiliate before the end of 2018, I will get a haircut. For those of you who have never seen me, just go to Instagram and find me, and you'll see why people want me to cut it. And one more big announcement. I've canceled a trip I had this weekend because I have no interest in going on this trip anymore. So, tomorrow, Saturday, September 15th, 2018, around the afternoon, there will be more updates on it on Twitter and Instagram, YouTube, probably Snapchat as well, for those of you who have me on Snapchat to listen to the podcast. I'll post updates about it. I will be playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe online with viewers of the live stream. The friend code for my Nintendo Switch will be in the title of the live stream. It'll be on Twitter. It'll be on Instagram. It'll be on Twitch. It'll be on YouTube. I'm looking forward to it. I hope to see plenty of you there. We are on the road to affiliate. We have met more than half of the goals, ladies and gentlemen. We are so close. I can feel it. I think Saturday is the day that we're going to get towards those final steps to being a Twitch affiliate. 
I believe it. I believe we can do it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. I've been Xander, a.k.a. LS11, and this podcast has been Too Swoop.